Well, it is a big day for UCF Athletics. Their new athletic director, Terry Mahajer, has his football coach. It is Gus Malzahn, the former head coach at Auburn, who had a working relationship with Mahajer before, and now he steps in to be the new head coach at UCF. Let's get our guy, Andrew Fegley. He hosts the Nightline Show on WDBO Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. for all of your inside UCF uh, information. And he joins us now here on Live Local and Loud. Andrew, man, I appreciate you uh, jumping in here last minute and uh, joining us here on the show. Uh it is Gus Malzahn. It was a name that had been rumored, of course, because he had the working relationship uh, that uh, from Arkansas State with Terry Mahajer. What What are your thoughts, I guess, just from from the jump here on Gus Malzahn coming to UCF? I'm a lot more excited now than I was before his press conference. He impressed me during his press conference. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know if UCF fans uh, really understand how big of a deal this is to get somebody that has been in the SEC for as long as he has and has done as well as he has in the SEC. I mean, this guy has, has beaten Alabama numerous times, and he's, he's gone through that, that, uh, that huge schedule uh, that, that those SEC teams have. He's, he's won on the biggest level that there is. So uh, I think that he can do a great job at UCF. I wasn't excited at first. I know a lot of uh, UCF fans weren't. They really wanted a guy, Jeff Lebby. I wanted Jeff Lebby as, as well uh, because I know him and I like him, and I knew that I would have extreme access if I <laughs> if we did get him. But uh, you know, uh, that's not all there is to hiring a head coach at all. No, uh, there's a lot more to it than that. So um, I know some players were a little bit upset at one point or another. Dylan Gabriel uh, took a bunch of stuff off of his Facebook or not his Facebook, but his Twitter and his Instagram took all the UCF stuff on there. Suddenly, about five minutes later, it all reappeared again. So I don't know if that was in protest or whatever, but it seems like Gus Malzahn will get the guys that he wants no matter what. So if there's players here that don't want Gus Malzahn as their coach, there's the there's the uh, transfer portal, and they're free to use it this year. You know, this is, I guess, a, a big uh, part of, of – what we call almost free agency in college football. Now, if you don't like your situation, you can go someplace else, but I wish that these players would give this guy a chance. I don't think that you can go on like that and not give a guy a little bit of a chance. That's done what he's done. Yeah. And I feel almost like Terry Mahajer who spoke today uh, at his press conference and even spoke at his original press conference on Wednesday about talking to the football team and saying to them, Hey, don't, don't be married to a particular candidate. I think that at that moment when he said that last Wednesday, we could say, okay, it's not going to be Jeff Levy. Because when you're telling the players, don't be married to a candidate, well, there was only one candidate that they were married to, and that felt like Jeff Levy, and he went in a different direction and went and hired Gus Malzahn. The, the negative response, and then we'll get into Malzahn. It's unfortunate we have to talk almost about the negative response first here, Andrew, but that response, is this more about them hiring Malzahn, or is it more about it being not Jeff Lebby, in your opinion? Yeah, I think that it's not Jeff Lebby. Uh, just because, I mean, they were really clamoring mm-hmm. for this guy, and, and then the fans, a lot of them, you know, stepped into that as well. And, and that's it's setting yourself up for disappointment when, when you do something like that, especially knowing that, that uh, Mahajer had uh, such a big you know, relationship with Gus Malzahn in the first place. And when, you're right. When he came out and said that in his very first press conference, 
I knew that, that there was a situation, you know, brewing. And, and this is when I was like, okay, well, his guy has been rumored to be Gus Malzahn. So, you know, uh, it happened, you know, and, and the players and the fans are, are honestly just going to have to deal with this stuff. I mean, it is what it is. We don't make those decisions because we're not ADs and university presidents and all that stuff. So, you're either on board or you're not, I guess, at this point. Yeah, I was talking with someone earlier today who made the point about making the players happy because they wanted Jeff Levy. And I, I kind of mentioned, hey, this is a player or players that may be here two, three seasons at most. This is a guy that you want in Orlando long term. I don't know if you can let the thoughts, the opinions, you can let it you can let it color some of your opinion, but I don't know if you can let it really affect it all that much. It can be input, but it can't be that much. And we'll see kind of what the response is of Dylan Gabriel and what some of these other players decide to do in the next few days. They're free to transfer if they want. Andrew Fegley is joining us from Nightline. Uh, you hear him on Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. on WDBO in Orlando. Uh, Andrew, let's get to Gus Malzahn now. Of course, eight-year run at Auburn. Uh, it ended unceremoniously in December. Uh, he was fired after those eight seasons. Let's start with his time at Auburn. In your view, what does he bring to UCF? I think he brings uh, that time that he spent at Auburn. That's the biggest thing, I believe. You know, playing in that uh, conference, playing against all the best teams, you know, knowing what it takes to get there, knowing what it takes to remain there. I mean, he stayed there for eight years. He was fired after a season where he didn't even – he didn't have a losing record. I mean, it, it was they were six and four, I believe, this last season. So, I mean, obviously they wanted him out at some point for for some reason. I guess he didn't meet their expectations. But if you can do as well as he did in the SEC, I, I would believe that you could do as well or better in the American. And I expect him to do better in the American. Uh, Terry Mahajer has, has made a, a big deal about uh, you believe what you believe is where you are. Basically, I think is what he was saying. Mm-hmm. And you know, don't believe you're a G five team. Believe that you're a Power Five team. Win the games that you're not supposed to win. Um, and I, I think that Gus Malzahn can do that. I don't see hiring a a, a first year uh, head coach again. We've we've had. You know, those a couple times, Scott Frost did really well in his second year. Um, and uh, Heupel did, did okay in his first year, obviously. But after that, it was kind of, you know, coming down. And, and I think a lot of that was coaching less uh, experience, you know, uh, lack of experience in coaching because he would get beat by better coaches. And I, I think that, uh, that Gus Malzahn is, is one of those coaches that, that is not going to get beat uh, – cerebrally especially on the football field he's a smart guy he's been doing this a long time and I think that's extremely valuable Andrew Fegley joining us I'll I'll ask you Andrew uh, your thoughts on this because I said earlier in the show that I I think UCF fans uh, a piece of advice for them go to your local grocery store CVS Walgreens wherever they have that card aisle there that you can go and I know people don't buy cards a ton anymore except for Valentine's Day and Mother's Day but go ahead buy a thank you card right inside of it to Danny White and send it to Tennessee because, Andrew, I think that UCF this offseason collected $3.6 million in buyout money from Josh Heupel and ended up with a better football coach. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, absolutely a better football coach than, than Heupel. And I loved Heupel. I was one of the guys that backed up Heupel 
at every turn. I was. When, when everybody was like, fire Hypel, I'm like, what are y'all talking about? This is ridiculous. He's like, you know, 27 and 7 or something like that. You don't fire a coach like that. And, and people just, I don't understand fan bases at some point. Uh, just, I don't know if it's ignorance or, or just not understanding the game of football, but you just, you, you, you can't win every game most of the time. Mm. Sometimes you can, certain programs can, I guess, but it just, it's not very likely that that's going to happen. So, you know, uh, I just, I feel like Gus Malzahn is, is going to do things better and, and it, it was a good deal. It was a good deal to, to get rid of Josh Heupel the way that we did. We didn't have to pay him. He had to pay us. Danny White had to pay us. And look at what we got. I think we got the better of the deal. I think this is one of the biggest uh, coaching hirings, by the way, in the G5 period. Yeah. I don't think there's there really has ever been a bigger name. Um, maybe the guy that's at Houston that, that was at West Virginia at, at one point, uh, I, and I can't remember his name, to Holgerson, be honest with Dana, you. Dana Holgerson. Holgerson, yeah. yeah. That was a big deal because they hired him out of yeah. You know, he hadn't been position. to a, he hadn't been to a natty though, and I mean he was in the Big Twelve. Exactly. No offense to West Virginia, but I mean I I I think Gus Malzahn, who, who went to a natty, was was there at at at, uh, at Auburn for eight years, is just as big, if not a bigger name, uh, than than Dana Hogarson, who ended up at Houston. I, I think about Lane Kiffin, who went to FAU, maybe. Um, but even right, then, yeah. even then, Lane Kiffin had. Had been did not have the same kind of success that Gus Malzahn had. He had the run at USC, of course, that didn't go well. The one year at Tennessee, uh, I think you're right. I was listening to Dennis Dodd talk about that earlier uh, on Monday, uh, Andrew. I I think I think this is the biggest or one of the bigger head coach hirings for a Group of Five school. It's an absolute coup for UCF to go out and get a guy like uh, Gus Malzahn. And by the way, if it doesn't go well and in a few years, guess what? Like you, you move on, and and it, he's not going to cost you what normally a, a Gus Malzahn would cost you because he's being paid twenty one million dollars by Auburn to go away. Absolutely, I think he uh, it was eleven point five million dollars for five years. I, I believe what his mm-hmm. contract came out to. It's I think so. I think it's like two point three million a year. That's what it is, um, and that's a steal. I mean, an absolute robbery. Uh, for Gus Malzahn. I mean, I, I don't think people understand. He's already getting paid, I know, uh, or that amount would have been a lot higher yeah, if I he wasn't so. getting that $21 million or whatever it is from Auburn. I mean, but he seemed really excited to do this. He, he said that he had been eyeing UCF for a long time. I mean, heck, we beat him in 2017, and he remembered it uh, when, when uh, Brandon Helwig actually asked him, uh, from UCFSports.com, ask him uh, that in the press conference today. So, what did you, you know, did you ever imagine you'd be standing here, you know, <laughs> after 2017 when you got beaten the Peach Bowl, basically? And he was just like, in in a way, I did, you know. I mean, because I've always thought that this was one of the best jobs in college football. Period. Yeah, and and hearing someone like Gus Malzahn say that, it doesn't just resonate with the fan base here. It resonates with the nation, of course. They hear Gus Malzahn say that, who has coached, you know, one of the biggest jobs in college football. All right, Andrew, let me let me get you out on this. Uh, Gus Malzahn takes over a program that went six and four last year. Listen, it's going to be hard to grade whatever happened during this pandemic college football season. 
what are the expectations now? And, and, and you're a little more tempered than the UCF fan base, I understand. The expectations for Gus Malzahn in year one is he's got to get a staff together. And I guess on the back end there, does Randy Shannon come back? What, what does he do with Randy Shannon, too? Well, from what he said earlier, uh, the way that he answered the question about that, that he was asked today, he, he basically said, I'll talk to him. Uh, and it didn't sound good. And I don't think that Randy Shannon will be back. That's going to hurt us a little bit with recruiting as well, because I think some people, uh, some players will, will probably transfer that were, were big uh, recruits of his. I know of a couple that will probably be out pretty quickly if that happens. But um, I think he's going to put together an incredible staff because, he has a bit of a of a of a, a pot for those guys to uh, to to use three point three million I think it is mm-hmm. uh, not as much as the SEC obviously but you know he'll put together a good staff and I, I'm not going to say undefeated I'm going to say like nine and nine and two or nine and three somewhere in there something like that contend, nine and three contend for a conference championship you want to be there yeah. with with the Cincinnati's and the Memphises absolutely right. yeah that's the most important part to start out and then the next year it gets a little bit more uh, obviously to win a conference championship is the biggest goal anyway and he believes at some point if we play the right people and he said he would play any team anywhere in a parking lot if they had to uh, it doesn't have to be home and home or whatever uh that he thinks that we can get into that that playoff at some point he thinks that he can he can get us there so uh terry mahajer is on the cfp committee and now we have guest Gus Malzahn as well, you know, with his national brand of himself. Uh, maybe it'll help us. I don't know. Yeah, shaping up to be more excitement uh, over at UCF. Uh, now they've got a uh, former Power 5 head coach there at the helm of the football team. Andrew, really do appreciate it. I know that you guys are going to have all kinds of insight on it Tuesday night on WDBO at 9 p.m. on Nightline. Uh, we will hear from you then, of course. Thanks, man. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me, man. Take it easy.